Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Steve and Larson, don't you dare be sour. Clap for yourselves and feel the power. Yes. And all you people out there, you're watching Going In Raw with Steve Larson. <laughs> hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steve and Larson available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Of course, this Sunday we'll be live for uh, our WrestleMania backlash reactions with the enforcer where big red will be on the line as will the trios title, which you can kind of see like way back there. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. It is back there. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, so it should be a fun time. We're going to do our recap uh, on YouTube and then we're going to head over to the Twitch for our, I'm sorry, we're going to do our reactions on YouTube and the recap on Twitch. Uh, yes. Before we get started into our SmackDown recap today, it was reported first earlier today by PW Insider mm-hmm. that uh, New Jack uh, passed away at the age of 58. Uh, he was absolutely one of the unique figures in professional wrestling. There was an excellent Dark Side of the Ring episode done on him. Uh, mm-hmm. last season, which we covered, um, mm-hmm. where they talked to the man himself. Um, uh, you know, just one of the more interesting figures in pro wrestling. Yeah, I mean, his legacy is is controversial, to say the least. Um, but, uh, I mean, he's by far one of the most charismatic performers that I've witnessed probably in my lifetime. Um, I remember when we started watching ECW and yeah, I know, I know RVD was the one that, that kind of really captured our imagination because he was doing stuff in the ring that we hadn't seen anybody ever do at that time. Um, but man, new Jack is pretty close up there until it's as far as seeing somebody perform on a level, doing things that, that completely boggled my mind. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, the, 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 the leaps he would take, um, you know, jumping off the, the, you know, like there was like a, a balcony or something in the ECW arena. Mm-hmm. Put someone on a table, jump through that on a regular basis. Promo work, incredible. You know, um, when we, I, I often mention RVD and his tag team with Sabu as mm-hmm. sort of opening my eyes to what, to the direction that pro wrestling would be going in. You know, when we, when you and I and Big Jeff moved from Sacramento to LA mm-hmm. in 1998, uh, we knew about ECW. We had heard about it. We hadn't really seen it though. And we were used to obviously WCW, which was basically, you know, uh, headlined by 1980s wrestlers uh, deep into the 1990s. And, you know, a crop of guys who would end up usually, you know, be better served by going to WWF where, you know, there was much more of a youth explosion there. But still, if you wanted to see what was happening, what was going to be happening 10 years from now, 
guys like RVD was where you'd go to. And I remember distinctly turning on ECW for the first time and seeing him and Sabu wrestle and being like, oh, my God, what is this? This is amazing. I don't know if people could do these things in wrestling. But another the other name that really stands out, of course, is New Jack mm-hmm. and his promos. The, the guy had just immense charisma. The promos, I mean, it, it, and it, it's you, you go back and especially in the dark side, it, you know, it illustrates this. But you can go back and watch on YouTube, you know, some Smoky Mountain Wrestling uh, promos as well, which are, like you said, controversial to say the least, but just amazing, just absolutely compelling stuff. Um, just, I mean, a, a really brilliant guy who had, compromised none. You know, and uh, and so one of the scarier guys like he's the he, his name is basically synonymous with with fear in wrestling. You know, it's like, oh, my God, he's going to face New Jack. How bad is he going to get messed up? You know, and so, yeah, you, you think of it. It's funny because when you think of New Jack, he's 58 years old, which Given the type of lifestyle he at least purported to want to live and lived in the dark side thing, you know, who can forget the shot of like the recreator with all the cocaine everywhere? He talked openly about doing a lot of cocaine. 58's a long life for somebody who lives that hard. Jumping off, getting brain damage from jumping off uh, uh, Grimes landing on the scaffolds and stuff like that and having Vic Grimes laying on his head and then later on. 58's a pretty, you know, so it's, but it is kind of shocking given that he seemed to have aged pretty well. Like he's at 50, he's still a compelling storyteller as of Dark Side of the Ring. We just, Church Jackson, our friend, just got us a cameo from New Jack. Yeah. Yeah. You know, very, like two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. which we, I, I need to put together and run on the show. I'll do that starting on Monday. Um, so like on paper, it's not necessarily shocking that he would have passed away at this age, but he also kind of conversely seemed like, okay, well, this guy might live forever. He's lived mm-hmm. through all this. Mm-hmm. He might live forever. So it is kind of shocking, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't see that happening, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, just an absolute legend in his own way, uh, in wrestling, a pioneer in many ways, way ahead of his time. Uh, and yet, and very controversial. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, rest in peace, uh, Jerome Young, mm-hmm. New Jack. Mm-hmm. New Jack. Uh, SmackDown, last stop before WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, as usual, SmackDown, hell of a show. Fun show. Uh, you know, dude, I'm, I'm happy whenever they give me some, some story that I'm really into. And this, uh, you know, I was interested to see what happened next with Jimmy Uso and Roman Reigns. And it didn't fail to deliver. I thought the stuff between Jimmy and Roman and Jay was all just really stellar, really well thought out, uh, wonderfully executed stuff. Thought it was really yeah. solid. And through the process of of the, the the interpersonal interaction between the three of them, like through that and kind of because of that, it allows opportunities for Cesaro to look like a million dollars. Because uh, at, in the, especially at the end of the main event, when he's just doling out uh, punishment for all three of them. Cesaro looked great. Two weeks in a row now that if if, if fans had been in attendance, they would have popped huge for Cesaro. Mm-hmm. I mean, like in a lot of ways, this is the building blocks to how you make Cesaro a legit main eventer mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. You know, yeah, he's yeah. faced with odds. He overcomes odds in impressive fashion. You know, unfortunately, that's not going to be the case at Backlash because he's going to lose. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's going to take at least two, if not three people to beat him you know let me ask you yeah it is let me ask you something like i know kevin owens is a bit different because he has won tons of championships the one thing it's funny earlier somebody in chat mentioned you know would it be cool for would it be wise for wwe would you want to see them bring john cena in to face roman reigns i don't know who's going to be after Cesaro uh, for Roman Reigns. I mean, they could circle around to Jimmy and sort of play that out for a couple months. I I don't know who Roman's going to be taking on at SummerSlam. 
I guess, is the big thing. SummerSlam's a big deal. It's going to be in front of fans. Maybe they'll try to bring in Brock. Cena would be another good name to bring in. I do feel like they need to get to somebody who we actually think, okay, could this happen? There goes your pencil. Um, Because with Cesaro, they have made every case in the world. But at no point do I think he's going to win the universal title off Roman Reigns. And my question is, what do you do with Cesaro after Roman Reigns to keep him sort of as a guy you could see as a main event player? Because you look where Kevin Owens is now. He's with five other guys or four, four other guys, three other guys now, I guess. In the Intercontinental title scene. In the Intercontinental title scene. Um, and, I mean, but Kevin Owens has seen everything. He's done everything. But Cesaro's yeah, a sure. guy who has seen and done everything except for had a title shot, had, had a big title shot, you know? Yeah. He's not nearly as he doesn't have the, the the resume, the hardware that Kevin Owens does. Um, but you got him to this point. Yeah, I do. I think you got to keep him strong and relevant for this to matter. For this exactly. to really matter, exactly. And I mean, that's what you far really too want. often we've seen the talent elevate up to the main event, have a program, and then dip back down like at like mid card. Not yeah. even in your continental title, not mid card title, the scene mid card. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, assuming this is a, a, a multi pay per view feud between Roman and Cesaro, which I wouldn't be surprised if it were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then once at the at the tail end of this, Cesaro's at the minimum has to move directly into what to the intercontinental title scene at the minimum. Yeah. Or, you know, you want him in another high profile. I mean, exactly. I don't know if you do. The problem with doing Alistair Black is if they're gonna if they do have plans for Alistair Black Alistair to be, can't be eating L's. he cannot be taking losses. He can't. Nope. Um, but Cesaro's also one of the very few, like now that Daniel Bryan's seemingly gone for a little while at least, he's like one of the last pure babyface guys they have. I mean, you have Kevin Owens, but um but yeah, Cesaro's like one of those guys that I don't know. I, I, I feel like I don't want Roman to fall into a pattern of just guys who we know aren't going to win, but the story's good. And the story is good here. It the is story good. is good. You know, it, 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 for SummerSlam, they could they could circle back to Seth Rollins. There's plenty to mine there in terms of their history. I hope they backstory. do. I hope that's the match. Given I really that Seth has beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, he can walk into that, that feud with that fact saying, well, I beat Brock. Why can't I beat you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, um, one thing, one thing they could do, one thing they could do, is the Usos talk endlessly these days about what, or Jimmy talks endlessly about what the tag titles. Mm-hmm. What do you do, Roman, if we win the tag titles and you drop the Universal titles? That makes us the Tribal Chiefs, right? Um, well, they're gonna get those titles off of Ray and Dom because they're about to win those on Sunday. Uh. You could launch Ray, get a family versus family thing. Ray mm-hmm. and Dom, mm-hmm. you know, taking on Roman, but have Ray take on Roman. I mean, Ray versus Roman at SummerSlam, I wouldn't be opposed to. You know, I mean, Ray can put on killer matches these yeah. days. And he's he's one of those guys who like, yeah, he's in the tag title scene right now. But it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, we know that he's, you know, it's like LeBron in a few years when he's going to have an opportunity to be on an NBA team with his son. You know, it's like, well, he's not going to. Is he really going to be looking for titles? He's going to be really caring about playing with his son. That's his goal. He said that. He said as yeah. much. Yeah. And that's what Ray's doing right now with Dom, you know. But that doesn't mean he can't immediately be elevated to the main event scene. He's a legend, you know, and he mm-hmm. still puts on killer mm-hmm. matches. I, I mean, could his see. Match against Brock was really good. I could see Ray versus Roman as a thing. And then yeah. tell, Paul Heyman with. A Ray and Dom storyline with Roman, I think, could be really killer stuff. That could. Be I mean, great. we saw that again with Brock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Ray and Dom were, were exactly involved. Was, yeah, was really solid. And it, really and solid. for a second, I was believing. You know, yeah. And that's yeah. all I really want is is you know I want to believe. Okay, this could happen. This could really happen here. And I think of names like Cena, like Brock. Well, Brock not so much, but like Cena, probably not. But they can make me believe that it could happen. Oh, and I think Seth could too. I think you put Seth to ring opposite Roman. Yeah. You know, you could you could. You know, they'll put on a hell of a match, and you can believe for a second that Seth has a chance, even though you know darn well that he doesn't. Uh, also, a bit of history tonight. Yeah. Tamina, after being in WD for quite a while, I don't know the exact number of years, uh, winning her first championship, her and Natalia besting uh, 
Shayna and Nia to win the tag titles. That's pretty awesome. I think it's great. I I wish this was in the main event. You know, yeah, I, so I, this a, is a, to me. It has been WWE for eleven years. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of. I'll be honest with you. A little. Eh, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, you know, breaking up SCU and then cutting away immediately in like the 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 opening match or what? It wasn't the opening match, but it was something like that. Wait, it was the opening match, wasn't it? I don't know. On AEW that night, was it? I don't think so. No, okay, no. I think it was the match before that. Okay. Um. So. It was in the mid card. Shayna and I have had a dominant run, like a dominant run. And I kind of feel like this. I wonder if maybe this was supposed to happen on pay-per-view, but instead I mean, it happened at WrestleMania. Instead, they I don't disagree with that. Instead, they wanted to go with Ray and Dom winning the title. The, the SmackDown ta- tag titles. This is the one pay-per-view they're going to get. I mean, maybe well with the Usos involved. If the Usos have yeah. them, and they're those interesting yeah. stories. They can make it. Yeah, they can make it. On if parts. Heyman has his way, yeah, those tiles are going to be. They could on pay per view. Um, I mean, they did. They did. They didn't cut away right after Natalia and Tamina won. I mean, they, they gave, gave an, an interview, interview after yeah. after the after the match, and let Tamina have a, 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 a you know a minute or two. Yeah, to talk. But it's a well big deal. Italian, like so. Shane, it is not deal. just Tamina. But like Shayna and Nia just losing these titles in this way, I don't know. It just sort of felt, yeah, it was a sort of WrestleMania thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a lot of moving pieces. I guess they want to start moving them around, which is I mean, good. I'm glad. Right now, there's only six matches on the the on the Backlash card. Oh yeah, they're doing these short matches, dude. Or these yeah, short they're doing two and a half hour. This is gonna be a two and a half hour pay per view. Doesn't bother me, but at the same time, you know, if if you can give Tamina her, her championship win and and have it on a pay per view. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like this was like a super long match, but they did give it some time. Yeah, they did. Totally. And it was it was a decent story. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I thought it was a solid uh, smackdown. Um, we have uh, it looks like we're going to have sort of a, 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 a king of strong style versus king of the ring uh, mm-hmm. a clash with Shinsuke Nakamura stealing off with uh, Baron Corbin's crown. Yeah, and looking like a million bucks instantly yeah, with that it crown on. Looks great on. on looks great on him, doesn't it? Also, uh, another match I'm kind of surprised is going to be on the pay per view. It's going to be on SmackDown next week. Uh, Fatal Four Way for the Intercontinental Title. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Apollo Cruz defending against Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Big E. Um, you know, once that segment happened, where uh, Cruz was giving Aziz Medal of Honor, and you know, all four of them eventually got into the ring and a brawl broke out. I was expecting Adam Pierce to announce it for the pay-per-view, but I guess, nope, they just want six matches on the card for WrestleMania Backlash. We've got to wait till next week to have that match. I am happy about that because it keeps SmackDown strong, keeps strong matches on SmackDown, and keep your pay-per-views efficient. I don't know how mu- I don't know how longer or how much longer we're going to have two-and-a-half, three-hour pay-per-views with fans coming back in July. I suspect that it's going to be this one, uh, what's next? Money in the Bank is Money in the Bank next. Yeah, Money in the Bank's in June, and then July last year was Extreme Rules. But if they're going to have fans back mid July, that would probably be the first pay per view. Whatever the July pay per view, whether it's Extreme Rules, something else, though they push uh, SummerSlam all the way till then because you know we'd heard that they were talking about maybe doing it earlier. The date mm-hmm. you know that that was associated with that was August first. But you know if they want to really use SummerSlam weekend to kick off the return of the road, they might push it. I'd be surprised, but they might. I hope it's one of those things where Vince has gotten used to and really likes. His eyes have been opened by the shorter pay-per-view. Um, I, I, I imagine, I mean, they already said that WrestleMania is going to be one night. Um, going forward. Going yeah. forward. But, you know, I, I hope even that somehow they, uh, maybe they can figure Ooh. out how to how to make it shorter or even, you know, change their minds and get the get those giant stadiums for an extra day somehow. Mm-hmm. Extra uh, money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyways, let's go ahead and dive into it. Sure. Uh, opened up with uh, Jay Uso in the middle of the ring. Uh, said Jimmy disrespected the head of the table, cousin Roman Reigns, last week. We can, we need to handle some family business, but first he introduces his cousin Roman Reigns. Reigns comes out, says clearly we got some problems. One of them being your brother Jay. He says I'll get to him in a minute, but first I'm going to address Cesaro. I like him. I like a lot of the, like a lot of the boys in the back. I respect him. He's a top tier talent. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. But Paul, I'm so much more than a wrestler, right? There's no way he could fill all these roles. 
You think they want that? And he looks in the camera. Do you think Fox wants that? No. Look at the resume. How many world title matches has he had? Heyman says, zero. How many have I had? And Heyman says, 39. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he's a little clever about it, too. He says, uh, he says uh, moving on, let's talk about Jimmy Uso. It's simple. He got to see how it works. Uso. Jimmy interrupts. Jimmy interrupts. He comes to the ring. He's got a shirt that says nobody's bitch on it. Yeah. Says, he says, all right, I'm out here. Let's wrap. Uh, all I can hear is a tribal chief jaw jacket running his mouth while my brother's stand there acting like Roman's bitch. Asks Jay, hey, you like my shirt? I got one for you in the locker room. Uh, but now is because now is the time to hop on the team because uh, I'm pretty sure that Roman's not getting past Cesaro. And the Jay tells Jimmy to show respect to the family. And Jimmy says, I'm all about the family. And then Roman says, if he's all about the family, you're all about me. Yeah. And he's, and he's like, you might be part of the family, but you're not all of it. And uh, Roman's like, wait a second. You don't think I could? Let's go. Let's rewind a bit. You don't think I could beat Cesaro? That's how you feel? And Jimmy and says, Jimmy's yeah. like, I'm not trying to make it a thing. But since you asked, no. Oh, let me guess. You can. You can fill my shoes. <laughs> I love Jimmy Roman's says, kids. no, but together, uh, uh, Jay and Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Jimmy, we can. So if we won the tag titles and you lost the title, the universal title, then we'd be the head of the table. Oh, Roman did not like that. He starts yelling. He says, that's not how it works. I'm the face of the company, a responsibility you can never handle. Hold up. You think you can do what I can do? Then do it. Represent like I represent. Defend the title tonight. Show the whole world that you can defend the title. Show us that you can even beat Cesaro. He's like, do you think you can beat Cesaro? Can you do that? And then Jimmy and calls Jimmy's, out Cesaro. Yeah, he smiles. He turns around and says, I know you're listening. Challenge you to a match. He turns back to Rowan. He says, is that good? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was that really good. good. It, it felt very real. Uh, so Cesaro enters the call, says challenge accepted, and he says, Roman, I'm going to beat your cousin tonight, and Sunday I'm going to beat you for the Universal title. Strong opening. Good stuff. Tonight. Good stuff. Uh, next, women's tag title bout, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler taking on Natalia and Tamina. Immediately, Reginald tries to get involved. Uh, he gets on the apron, <laughs> yeah. like at the opening bell to distract Tamina, allows Nia to get the, opening, the, the upper hand. Initially, she tags in Shayna. Shayna basically immediately gives up the advantage. Um, and so uh, later on, Tamita hits a Samoa drop. Nye tries to get in the ring. The ref's like, no, 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 you're not, you know, you didn't get tagged in, you can't come in. And then Reginald gets on the apron as Natalia is covering Shayna. And then the ref ejects Reginald from ringside. And then uh, Nia goes around. She kind of argues with the ref briefly and then hits Tamita with a Samoa drop against the barricade, turns the tables, Champions have the advantage now. Tamina's selling that spot on the floor for an extended period of time. She eventually makes her way back into the ring, breaks up a cover uh, 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 with a body slam. Body slam is Shane onto Nia. Uh, Tamina and Shana get the tags in. Uh, Shana's looking for a clutch. Tamina escapes that, hits a fun splash, back elbow. Uh, they go back and forth for a stretch. So the finish saw. Uh, so Tamina goes up top. Shana hits her with the knee. And then Nia comes in. She's looking for a super, gets tagged in. She's looking for a superplex. Tamina fights her off. 
And so Shayna's trying to distract uh, Tamina on uh, on the apron. Natalia pulls her off the apron and then hits a German suplex on Shayna on the floor. And so she gets up and like she's trying to distract Nia and Nia pulls her into the ring and hits Natalia with a Samoa drop. Which just leaves her laying. (laughs) Yeah. And as soon as pretty much as soon as impact is made with the Samoa drop, Tamina jumps off the top rope with splash. Pins Nia to win the championship. Yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, Natty gives a short promo saying, or they have an interview saying, it's never too late to fight for your dreams. Tamina gets on the mic, says thanks to the WWE Universe and her family. And and obviously she was very emotional about it. And, you know, good for her. I think that's awesome. This is one of those moments where it's like, man, you know, sometimes a title is just a title. It's used to advance stories, et cetera, et cetera. But, there, you know, th- th- it means a lot to some people, it does. you know? It does. And it's like, you it's know, been, like you said, 11 years especially 11 years of hard work, you know, life on the road for the better part of 11 years. And to finally get that reward to get the championship, it's pretty special. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, after that, we have a short Paul Heyman interview. He's asked about if the Usos win the tag titles and Roman loses the universal title. He says enough about hypotheticals. Roman's going to win. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, then Apollo yeah. Crews presents Commander Aziz with – the Medal of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cruz says, since he's become Intercontinental Champion, swarms of gnats keep coming after his, uh, after him, and that swarm has grown. But time after time, Aziz has swatted them away like the nuisance they are. Um, he says, with the help of Aziz, he has restored the glory of the Intercontinental title and the glory. Ah! Speaking of bugs. Uh, <laughs> I hate gnats. Gnats are the worst. That was a fly, I think. Oh. Uh, and the glory of his home. Uh, it says there's no end in sight to his reign. He may be Intercontinental Champion for life. And he says, Commander Aziz, for your acts of bravery, your continued loyalty, I present to you this Medal of Honor. <laughs> yeah, so after that, uh, Big E shows up. Or, and then he says, I might be Apollo. So he has so found a great groove with this. Mm-hmm. He's in such a good place. I might be champion forever. It was great. Big E gets on the Tron, or he's on the Tron. He calls him out, says, this is the biggest sham ceremony since Macklemore won for best rap album. That was great. Remember Macklemore? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Big E wants his title back. Then Sami Zayn's music hits. He walks down diplomatically. He says, you know, I love a good ceremony, but we have a bit of a bone to pick because Apollo has his IC title. And if he was a man of honor, he'd give him a shot. Kevin Owens comes out, starts chasing Sammy, gets in the ring. Big melee breaks out. Owens drops some super kicks and stunners. We get some uh, uh, of the nail. Uh, Big E drops Kevin Owens with a big ending. And Aziz saves uh, Sammy. No, say it makes Apollo. a save. Apollo. Yeah, saves Apollo. Yeah, yeah saves Apollo save from, from, from taking a big ending as well. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, after that, Rey Mysterio versus Dolph. It's a fun enough match uh, yeah. towards the end. Uh, Ray, the, so Ray keeps on going for a six one nine, misses twice. Uh, once Dolph hits a famous or the other time he hits a super kick. After the super kick, though, Dolph is slow to make the cover. Ray's too close to the ropes, grabs on the bottom rope. So Dolph hits a body slam onto Ray, picks him up, goes for another. Ray counters with the roll up to get the W. Bob Roode hits the ring basically immediately, tries to attack Ray. Dom fends him off. Uh, I mean, this is two weeks in a row where the challengers have stood tall. Don't think it matters. I don't think the math's going to matter a whole lot here. I think this is one of those situations where they realize that, hey, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I think it's this. Sometimes they just want to. I believe one of the philosophies is for the fans to buy into an eventual win. You got to see the challengers get some wins first. You know. And well, here, it, it needs to be believable, and I think that's what's been going on here. Well, I think there's a couple things. There's that. I think neither of the wins have been definitive, i.e. nobody's hit their finish. Yeah, it's been roll-ups. Good point. And yeah. I think the last bit to consider is with Dolph taking two roll-up losses in a row, if he is to lose as well at Backlash, take the pin, they could be planting the seeds for a breakup between Ziggler and Bob Roode. That could be. It could be. I, Especially I, now with the Usos potentially getting back together, they'll be the top heel tag team. Yeah. On they'd be SmackDown. Redundant. Yeah. And, and I do think that Dom and Ray are probably going to have a short. I mean, they've been talking about the Usos, and, and it's just obvious. SummerSlam. It's probably happened at SummerSlam. If you're going to have, if you're going to have, even that's, that's a little ways off. That's like still two months away. 
you know, they'll give they'll give the the Jay and Jimmy and Roman story plenty of time to breathe, and we'll, by then we'll know whether Jimmy is going to end up uh, joining up with yeah. Roman and Jay or not. Jimmy has Jay a lot of yeah. Jimmy and Jay have a lot of work to do to get on the same page. Yes, I agree. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it, it's obvious that they're you know they're not going to have the bad guys take the titles off the top bad guys, no. so they're going to do this. Um, so, uh, I mean, the only other thing is like they do an immediate like they they. They lose at Backlash, but then they immediately pick them back up at uh, on SmackDown the next, or you know, Ray and Dom win the rematch on SmackDown. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be at a pay per view. Um, after that, we had a Cesaro interview. Uh, he mentions he's dreamt of competing for the Universal Title or for the WWE Title since he was a kid, being in the WWE. He said he's always had a, a voice in his head. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Whenever someone doubts him, I think I can. Uh, Jimmy needs to decide if he wants to be his own man or be like Jay. And at Backlash, they're going to recognize Cesaro as Universal Champion. Yep. Uh, and then after that, we have a Ray and Dom interview. Uh, Ray says they're so close to grabbing those tag tiles, and he's ready to make history with his son. Dolph and Bob Roode walk up. Dolph again says, Dom, you don't belong in this hallway, much less in this business. And Bob Roode says, yeah, Ray, you got lucky tonight. Your luck's going to run out. Sorry, your luck's going to run out. Uh, uh, we're gonna take you take you out for good this Sunday. He starts making fun of Dom, and Dom just says, "You can call me whatever you want," because uh, Rude was referring to him as Baby Dom yeah. while making fun of him. Yeah, he says, "You can call me whatever you want, but I'll be Baby Champion at Backlash." Oh, did he say Baby Champion? Be Baby Champ at Backlash. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, after that, is he gonna confirmed? He's gonna oh, a new rumor. He's gonna wear a diaper. Okay, I gotta write that one down for Wrestling Channel News. There you go. So while you do that, Bianca Belair is out for interview next. Um, she says people have been doubting her uh, her whole life. She doesn't listen to that noise though. She says speaking to haters, where's Bailey? And then her and Michael Cole throw to a video from last week. After that, Bailey shows up on the Tron. She starts laughing at Bianca, and Belair is like, oh, how do you like my hair? Come on down the ring, and I'll show you my braid. Um, the implication, of course, she's going to hit Bailey with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bailey says, "Oh no, I'm here via satellite. Uh, I'm staying far away. The next time I'll be in the ring with you is Sunday when I take back my title." Uh, Bianca says, "Bailey, I know you're going to do whatever it takes to win, but the Sunday will be the roughest and t- t- uh, quickest victory yet." Bailey again laughs her off. Uh, Bianca says, "Oh, I, I, I'm going to say something now that's going to hurt your feelings. Let's talk about why you're really mad." While uh, Bailey was busy getting thrown down the ramp by the Bellas at Mania, Bianca was in the main event winning the title. Uh, that changes Bailey's demeanor really quick. Ooh, and yeah. she says when she sees Bianca out there waving her ponytail, she feels like she's looking at the mirror at her own past. I really like that. Yeah. Referencing, yeah. you know, back when Bailey had the ponytail. The, the side ponytail, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she says, Bianca, uh, your reign won't end well, and I'm going to make sure it ends for good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty good stuff. Um, after that, we had um, in advance of a Baron Corbin Nakamura match, we had a Shinsuke Nakamura picture-in-picture promo. He said, two kings enter, only one survives, me." And then Corbin uh, has a promo of his own. He says, "You call yourself the king of strong style, but you don't have style. I beat people up wearing a Rolex, forty thousand dollars. Last week I gave you a taste. This week it's full meal." Yeah, he's getting inching closer and closer to the food gimmicks. You feel, you get that? I gave yeah. you a taste. I'm gonna give you a full meal because on his yeah. Instagram, that dude is obsessed with cooking meat. And man, yeah. he looks like that is the gimmick that's Baron Corbin turned up to eleven because he's so grill good master. at cooking the meat. The grill, grill master. master. Yeah. Yep. Now they try master, to make Corbin. me the ringmaster. Well, this is like the ringmaster, but it's the grill master. It's gonna be great. It'd be great. So, anyways, that match happens. Uh, and uh, Corbin uh, gets the win. It was kind of an awkward finish. So Nakamura locks on a triangle. Corbin tries to power him up for like a power bomb to break it up. It's really he just hard kinda, time like, doing it. Yeah. Instead, he just kind of falls over. Yeah, and lays on top of him and gets the win that way. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It was and it was pretty awkward. It was super awkward. So uh, he tosses Nakamura out of the ring. Uh, he goes and gets his crown. And then when he turns around, Nakamura is there, kicks him in the head, hits him with the kid's shot. So he's about to leave, and he looks and sees. Baron's uh, crown on the mat kind of goes over, picks it up, acts like it's super heavy. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. And then puts it on his head. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, immediately he looks like a million bucks. 
It's, yeah. it's awesome. Give him a cape yeah. and, uh, and, he, and he's off to the races. Um, yeah, I don't I don't hate this. I think, this, you know, have Shinsuke win that crown. Make the crown a thing. You know, have Shinsuke win that yeah. game. Corbin got his win. So now put the crown up at, on SmackDown. Have Shinsuke win the crown. That's great, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, after that, we had uh, Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville backstage. They were interrupted by Apollo, who's mad about what happened earlier. Pierce said he's figuring out who he's going to face for the Intercontinental title. Apollo sort of claps back at him. Sonya says, watch it. He might make him fight all three. Pierce says, no, that's good. We'll do that next week. So mm. Apollo storms off. And then what does Pierce say to Sonya? I think he tells her not to undermine him with other superstars. I felt like that was a good like little back and forth. Like, I thought that they worked well with each other then. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, uh, they, we've got yeah. a quick shot of Nakamura looking at himself wearing the crown in a mirror. Oh, sexy. So he was looking at himself. He's like, yeah, look at this. And he's then we get another Alistair. Oh, there you go. He, we get another Alistair Black Alistair video. Black. Uh, he talks about the man's lesson. spirit. The lesson. The lesson. That's a chapter in the, the, the book this week. Men it says can man's be spirit. worthless. Man's spirit is worthless. But fine to find his value. He can discover his value. Trial by fire. Not by love or affection, only by trial by fire. <laughs> See, I got the cliff notes. I was wrong in fighting my true nature. Oh, you I, skipped a bunch. Either cleanse or consume. Father taught me the lesson. Chapter. The lesson. <laughs> there you go. I'm, Father taught me to be a cruel man. Yeah. Uh, he was cut from steel while the rest of us were made from dirt because he was chosen. Uh, he saw greatness and he chose it while we chose mediocrity. He says he could help us. He could teach us this lesson, but he won't. We're not a participant. We're spectators. We are spectators, Larson. Maybe we should be participants. I mean, that's what literally we do for a living. We watch wrestling. We're spectators <laughs> to the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, we're professional spectators. Maybe we should just change our, our channel to the wrestling spectators. Oh, that's not The wrestling bad. spectators. We'll get more ad revenue because it's not like a euphemism for condomless sex. Exactly. Wrestling Here we spectator. are, the wrestling spectator. <laughs> it's instead go. of the wrestling observer. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, one day the kids will be like, oh, the wrestling spectators themselves, Stephen Larson. <laughs> have this rumor a new rumor uh after that we had a jimmy uso interview he says hey this match wasn't my idea i'd be gone a year i figure i come back to team up with jay we were once the most exciting tag team in wwe but now i'm not so sure i sat a whole year i saw my bro do all the work for roman he says jay doesn't need roman me and jay would be cool if roman just stayed out of it and then we had jimmy uso versus cesaro i thought this was a hell of a match Mm-hmm. Uh, if it wasn't uh, for the wonk finish, which I understand is, you know, uh, story, uh, uh, it's sort of necessitated because of the story. Yeah. But, uh, man, they they were really off to a great match there, you know. They were. They were. And I, I, I didn't mind the wonk finish because it, in the end it made Cesaro, it helped Cesaro look like a star. Yeah. Yeah. Two yeah. weeks in a row. Yeah. He looks yeah. great at the end of the show. So, yeah, as you mentioned, there's a lot of great back and forth early on uh, towards the end. Or at the end, sorry. Jimmy rolls out to the, the outside following a superplex. Uh, Cesaro hits the senton off the apron, follows the huge uppercut against the barricade. He puts Jimmy back in the ring. Roman then attacks Cesaro from behind. DQ win for Cesaro. Uh, shows Cesaro into the ring post, toss him over the announce table. And then Jimmy starts giving Roman the business. He says, what are you doing? You're making this all about you. I had him. I had him beat. Why are you making this all about you? And so Roman gets in the ring. And Jimmy's going on. You made this all about you. I had him. And he turns around and starts walking away. Mm-hmm. Roman follows and they start arguing. And Roman says to him, no one cares about these little matches. It's about the big money matches. And all this time while they're arguing, Jimmy's still going back and forth with them. I had him. This, this isn't all about you. Uh, Cesaro gets back of the ring. He attacks Jay. So Roman notices. He goes in the ring, uh, lays out Cesaro. Roman then tells Jimmy to get in the ring to help him. When he turns around, he gets attacked by Cesaro. By that point, Jay comes to again. Uh, he makes a save while Cesaro's trying to hit Roman with the neutralizer. He tells Jimmy to get in the ring. Uh, he turns around. Cesaro decks him. Jay gets on, or sorry, Jimmy gets on the apron finally. Cesaro clocks him off there. Uh, by this point, Roman's walk up to the ramp. And Cesaro's staring at Roman while he hits a neutralizer on Jay. And then he he stares at Roman to start saying, do something. Do something about it. Do something. Picks up Jay and hits another neutralizer. Mm-hmm. It's great stuff. It was really, really good stuff. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Strong way to go out. Really good go home for uh, 
for backlash. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, Jester Designs. This is a good question. So now that Tamina and Natalia are the champions, what's the chances of Roman recruiting them to the island? How would that conversation go? You know, um, it'd be cool if they did it just a situation like we had that one shot of Roman talking to Apollo Crews. I know. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I know she's on a different brand, but, you know, the, what Naomi's input on all this would be. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, King CTM, could this be a way to promote Shayna into a big deal, a win over Nia and a feud and perpetual main eventer, or am I just having wishful thinking? Um, I'll be honest, I'm actually quite surprised Shayna did not take the L tonight. Yeah. Uh, considering the, the number of L's she's been racking up of late. Yeah, no kidding. But I guess they've pretty much predominantly been in singles matches. Yeah. And I was worried they're going to do a thing where Shayna takes a bunch of losses. Nia says, oh, you're the weak link. Attack feud goes from there but now with Nia taking this loss and maybe it'll be a situation where Shayna says oh you lost the titles for us Nia says well look you've lost 10 matches in a row feud I feel like Shayna hasn't been like I don't know this is my perception is I think you know there are certain wrestlers when they just rack up loss after loss after loss like at a certain point it's hard to take Bob Roode Bobby Roode seriously I don't think Shayna's there. I think that Shayna, I could totally see if they split her off, they could go off to the races with her easily. And and I'd believe it, you know? I mean, I think that the fact that she's been in this thing with Nia, Reginald's been around, all these losses. I mean, I know there's been plenty of roll-ups, but like there's always like weird distractions going on. There's always like reasons for it. It's rare that it's like, oh, just a straight up. I mean, getting caught by somebody as opposed to taking their finish and, and eating it. Uh, you know, I think Shane is fine, and yeah, I'd like to see her, you know, come back as like a dominant singles wrestler. Um, will that happen? I don't know. Who knows? I mean, the the singles, the women's division is so stacked right now on both brands. It's hard to tell what they're gonna do with her. Yeah, Alex uh, Foster says, "How would you guys perform as referees on SmackDown?" Um, I would endeavor to be. I would try to bring some of that Daryl Sharma stuff over to. Uh, there you go. To to SmackDown and do some. Uh, Unfortunately, I do. I do a leapfrog and blow up my knees. <laughs> I'm not sure how high I could leap for a leapfrog, and yeah, like crashing down to the ground is probably not, and uh, not get back up. <laughs> right, but I admire his uh, his energy. It was great on NXT. It was. It was. Blake, uh, Blake Whitehouse is a great question. Is King Corbin underrated? I feel like King Corbin... I think he would be if if they didn't uh, try to elevate him to a position where he didn't fit. Yeah. Like, if he weren't Constable of Raw, if he weren't... If he didn't have henchmen constantly, you know? Like, if he was the henchman, yes, 100%. He'd be like, man, why are they doing more with this guy? Yeah. Corbin is one of those guys who I am constantly like simultaneously shocked and not shocked at all that he hasn't won like a bigger title or had a bigger been a bigger deal. You know, I literally thought two years ago, I thought for sure I was like, man, this guy sort of gets it. And I think they're going to do big things with him. And then it was just like. They just they kept on chumping him out like his his gimmick was this guy who got embarrassed a lot. Mm-hmm. Like publicly humiliated, like you, you like to say, mm-hmm. and then he just sort of settled into like a background, like a super background role. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I don't I don't know what the deal with Corbin is. Uh, I think that he's got a lot to offer that they have never never really tapped into. Yeah. And this king gimmick is not helping him at all. No. At all. His attire never really looks like it fits right. It's like ill fit. Like his, I'm not saying like go back to it, but when he was like, you know, the the guy who looked like he had sort of a post-apocalyptic gear on, it just fit him better. It looked comfortable. He looked like a badass. Um, I mean, you could still do that and, and keep his head shaved. You know, you can do stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still do stuff with him and Definitely. give him gear that looks good. I think that I think that if somebody turns it around with him creatively, 
then I think he'll be fine. And you never know what happens backstage. I don't know. Maybe he's resistant to change. Maybe he doesn't, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't get along well with others. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Who but knows? I always thought he has a lot to offer. Uh, Link says, I had an idea for Money in the Bank the night of. Both world champions take the winner out since I don't want to deal with it. Eight months later, the Money in the Bank winner comes back and almost takes out one of the same champions that took uh, them out the same way he was taken out, meaning destroying them enough to take out, but enough that they can stand to start the match. Oh, just in terms of like some symmetrical storytelling. Oh, okay. That'd be cool. Cameron Bartolazzo says, if you can go full WWE 2K and change the attire of any SmackDown superstar, who would you change? Baron Corbin, I just said it. Yeah, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. This kink thing's not working. Uh, night by night, recently, uh, Nakamura invited you to go surfing with him next month. You graciously accepted and hoped to impress him with your surfing skills. Oh, no. Uh, you've heard tales of a large hammerhead near the coast. Decided to do a cool aerial trick over top of it to pair... You want to help training your aerial skills with SmackDown superstars that you asked to help you jump the shark. Well, I, Rey Mysterio is a preeminent high flyer. That's a good one. On SmackDown. That's a good one, yeah. It's got to be Rey. Uh, Jorge D says, on his high from winning a GTA race today, Larson starts challenging video game streamers to GTA racing. He challenges Xavier Woods. Woods accepts while telling Larson to bring Steve too. Mm. To make it more interesting, Woods with Kofi challenges going a draw to a series of three GTA races, mm-hmm. pancake eating contest. Oh man, we got that! And battle of impressions. I'll be honest, just... we got a clean sweep. We got a clean sweep. Uh, that, I don't think the the GTA races is as is, is, is open and shut as I don't. I, I don't know how often they play that though. Like we do play it every Friday. It's not like we're off. It took me three months to win a race. Steve. You have a giant target on your back, and we play with people who are leveled up quite a bit. I think against like an average player who really doesn't play that game that often, and I don't know how often Kofi plays. I mean, I, I don't. Xavier Woods, I know, plays a lot of video games, but like. He plays a lot of like a large variety of games. Yes, I dude, I have faith. I think we're a clean sweep. I mean, the impressions one. Easily, we got that. you got that. Yeah, you got that. I'm a ringer. Pancakes, Pfft, line them I'm up. I get a ton of pancakes. Yeah, like my routine is usually if I just want a normal breakfast, pancakes, minimum three, sometimes four. Yeah, we got this. Clean sweep. Uh, Zoe Kinrana. Who else in the Anawai? That's how you pronounce the the the, the name, right? Anawai. Yeah, uh, so. family. Would you like to see get brought into the Roman story? Person like to see Jimmy and Jay's younger brother. That'd be cool, dude. I just want uh, uh, Jacob Fatu. That'd be rad. That'd be so cool. Get this MLW uh, WB deal signed. Have Jacob Fatu show up on SmackDown, and he doesn't talk. He would just be their their heater, basically. Oh they're, man, they're, they're badass. You know, Gosh, the, so their good. enforcer. He's so good. He is so good. Contra. Uh, Contra shows up. Yeah. Then they treat him like retribution. Uh, let's see here. Wolfpack for Life says, what rest, What superstars should start using a submission move? And what should it be? At when Alistair Black returned. No, Black Mass is too cool. He it's did really use a cool. submission move for a little bit. Yeah, like yeah, he, he started using the Anaconda Vice for yeah. well, matches to win. Yeah, no, he, he's got to use the black mask. That's too cool. Um, Seth Rollins. Have Seth Rollins do, do uh, oh, there like you some go. sort of stomp into submission move. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Uh, White Brownie with Money in the Bank next month. Who would you love to see win both Money in the Bank matches? White Brownie says, my picks are debuting Io Shirai and AJ Styles. Well, that'd be some redemption for you. AJ Styles wins Money in the Bank a year too late. Um. Uh. So wait, who's going to win Money in the Bank this year? Who Who'd you love to see? Not oh, necessarily who you oh. think is going to. Who would you like to see? Who would I like to see? I would like to see. Oh man. Jimmy acknowledges Roman and then wins Money in the Bank. How great would that be? The that tension. The tension. Or Jay. Jay. I'm going to say Big E and 
I think Bailey would be pretty cool with the Money in the Bank briefcase. I know she's won it before. Oh, but that's she a great in. answer. That's she a cashed, great answer. Cashed yeah. in that same night, I believe. Have a. Have uh, Alistair win it, but he just, instead of it being a briefcase, he turns the contract into a giant book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am Els. Which finish would you least want to take, and which one would you find most fun if you're sure you wouldn't be hurt? Uh, Most anything that requires a bump is going to jack me up. Like a power (laughs) bomb? Wrecked. Yeah. Schedule my surgery. Wrecked. Yeah. That would wreck my neck. Uh, schedule the surgery. You know, I feel like I feel like uh, in the right hands, and if they're very uh, 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 they do it uh, very gingerly. By that I mean my head hits their leg as opposed to you know you know getting tucked between legs on an impact, like a package pile driver. Like I look at that, that looks like it could be really fun. Oh my god, no! For me, it'd be uh. The fun, the most fun one would be the F five. That looks fun. It's like being a little kid being thrown on the bed by your by your parent. You know, you res- play wrestling or whatever, and they just throw you. Like I give Bama F fives all the time. She has a blast. Yeah. Uh, so that'd be that. And Brock has giant shoulders. You know, or bronze pillow esque power slam. Yeah, that would probably be fun. That, but you're still being slammed. Like an F five, you're just falling. It's not a big deal. The one I'd least want to take, the move I would never in a million years take. I would take a power bomb over an Alabama slam. Yeah. Because at least with a power bomb, you're doing a sit up, like my fat ass could do one. You do a sit up and then you just sort of fall down, assuming it's like a Kevin Nash jackknife. You just drop people, right? Yeah, well, he drops you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not like a pack where he's just slamming you, trying to put you through the mat. But like uh, an Alabama slam, never, never, ever, ever, yeah, that ever. That looks awful. That's horrible. Yeah, that one looks like just about the worst. Uh, Maggie says, watched a short documentary on Gargano and Candice as a wrestling couple with some of the other mobs today. Is there a wrestling couple you'd find interesting enough to watch a short documentary on? Roman Reigns and Bailey. <laughs> that, was, that was a rumor in wrestling news now. Uh, Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch. Um Um, Charlotte and Andrade, that'd be interesting. I'd watch that. A new rumor. Oh, Dr. Lipkin said that too. They seem like they're madly in love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, oh, wow. Go ahead. Dr. Lipkin says, Bruno's finisher was a bear hug. What modern wrestler could do the same? Bear country, double bear hug. Oh, that's good. That's good. Let's say uh, like uh, Ridge Holland when he comes back from his, go. both of his exploding legs. God, that poor guy. That sucks. Uh, Zondo says, in my opinion, uh, Nakamura King outfit at Wrestle, uh, Wrestle Kingdom Nine breaks the going in raw math scale with math scale with an eleven and look just for just that time. Are there any other moments where wrestlers broke any math categories? There's probably been promos that have been better than a ten. Um. I mean, I don't really believe in breaking, like, 10 is, like, the most. I mean, there's another number after 10. <laughs> yeah, but, like, like this pencil, like, eraser is 10, right? There's nothing after it. There's nothing after it. So, but like, promo got... can only go to eraser. <laughs> what if you get a bigger pencil? <laughs> well, okay, but then in that case, you divvy that up by 10. I For me, I always felt going in raw math was hard 10 like we really gave thought to okay pipe bomb is like a 10 promo right sure what's like the best pro like when i honestly when i watch that the the this the smoky mountain new jack promo oh my gosh isn't that like the greatest promo of all time it's really good isn't it, it like is really good when he gives a shout out to oj isn't that like that is gnarly 
Like there, I don't know if there's a better promo than that. So at that point, that becomes 10. You got to scale everything back. You got to revise. You got revised textbooks. You don't do the Melter thing where you just keep on adding numbers magically. You know, you revise it. We got to do that as like a zine or something. Sell that. I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. Uh, Dylan asked, Power Rank Powerbomb users, Sid, Nash, Undertaker, Batista, and Walter. Oh, he called out OJ. I can't believe he did that. Nash honestly had the worst powerbomb. Man, you're crazy. Who had the worst powerbomb? Nash? Nash was great. He would just pick him up and drop him. There was no force, no torque He would step back, though. (laughs) He would step back like, oh, God, look what I just did. (laughs) Hope, Hope that works out well for you. See, like Sid had both the best and the worst. Because I've seen some where he basically, he, it looks like he's trying to plant somebody through the ring, but also he's done the Nash thing where he just picks him up and just lets him go. Mm-hmm. So, see, I don't know that. Here's the thing. So, okay. Na- Austin 316, I put there with the pipe bomb. I put it up there with the pipe bomb. All right. But I kind of don't put either of them up there with New Jack's <laughs> OJ <All right>. promo. <laughs> All right. This is. This is definitive uh, powerbomb list. Maybe recency bias is playing a role here. Number one, sorry, number five, Kevin Nash. Okay. He just picked him up and let it go. His most impressive powerbomb was when he powerbombed the Giant. That was actually really impressive. It was very impressive. Uh, number four, Sid, either getting something really vicious or something along the lines of Kevin Nash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three, uh, the last ride, Spirit Bomb from Undertaker, especially when he, you know, when he holds him up. And then power bombs from like eight feet in the air with some torque behind it. Great. Uh, number two, I got a Batista bomb, even though he didn't number sit down power two bomb. is a Batista. I can't stand the sit out power bomb. But here's I usually don't. I can't stand either. But he did it with enough force behind it. It made it believable. Yeah, but number one sitting there. Yeah, Walter. Walter's got best power. Bomb. Well, it's great because when he doesn't, he's going to pin him. Exactly. He All body weight. All the body weight. Oh, man, so the last ride is another one that. So okay, how are you? How are you power ranking these? Like, what's your criteria? Uh, it's it's got to look impactful, like it actually hurt. Believability, that's huge on it. Uh, that's actually primary thing. I gotta believe that when whoever's eating that move is gonna be is gonna be is gonna be pinned, dude. Okay, when Kevin Nash just lifts you up and lets you go. I don't really find that belief. It's like a reverse F five. Okay, okay, you're almost there. I I would do this. You, I can't disagree with. Your analysis on Nash, I seed that that point. Five for Nash, Sid for four. Batista, I give Batista three because it's sit out and you're just sort of there on your butt then. But it did look forceful. There's at least that. No, you know what? Actually, I'm going to do this. Nash five, Batista four, because Sid would sometimes put you through the mat. Yeah, sometimes. Sid, so Sid, Sid three. I'm going to go Walter two because it does look forceful. But, dude, the last ride, that fool puts you all the way up here. And then he does this. That's almost as bad as an Alabama slam. That's horrible. The last ride's yeah. number one. It's honestly one of the most underrated power bombs there is. And it's rated pretty high. It's the it's the best. Because it looks like it'll fuck you up. I got to put Walter number one, man. Well, I do like the balancing act that he does. That's I know, because that's, that's what follows the power And bomb. here's the thing. Like, yeah, if you, if you add the chop to the back. Power bomb balance. It's a whole thing. Well, here's the thing about Walter's power bomb. He has like snap to it. He doesn't just like drop you down your back. He has snap. It's a really quick snap, and it's usually it seems like it's from a lower base. My thing is height adds so much to it, and that it can. He grabs you by your by your uh, pants. pants. Yeah, trunks. But you know the 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 snap. I don't know if there's enough uh, torque on that snap that could add a whiplash effect to the maneuver. I think we both agree that Pax Orange Cassidy powerbomb is like the best powerbomb ever. That looked Man, horrible. That was bad. Uh, Rich, Dirty Rich says, I'm gonna, I am gonna. got to cut you off here, Rich. He says, so two shirts are purchased. One says right-hand man and the other says nobody's bitch. Which one of you wears which shirt? I'm thinking of sending you a care package. Do not waste your money. Neither of us would ever wear either of those shirts in a million years. Not going to happen. <laughs> Do not waste your money on that, Rich, because we'll not, we're not. Oh, crap. By the way, what? speaking of which, I keep on forgetting about this. Enforcer, remind <laughs> me, it's literally been sitting here for like days, but you got something in the mail from a friendo. I got to see if I can figure out who it is. Who is this? 
Kurt Wetzel. Almost okay. positive it was Kurt Wetzel. God, this okay. might have come in a month ago, but I just got it from the post office box. So oh, it's what a is shirt. It? You got to wear it because I put... Is I that put, the Kenny one? Did I see that? The Kenny and Don Callis? Yeah, I'll wear that. Maybe like a double or nothing. There we go. Yeah, I'll have to come by and pick that up. There you go. I'll wear that. I'll wear that. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Twitch chat, stick around. We'll answer some more of these questions. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.